welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have so much to discuss with our fans and audience. We are going to talk about an NWSL preview of the NWSL Championship Final. We're going to talk a little bit about Media Day. We're here live in D.C. We're coming at you live. We're together. We're in person right now. Look at us. We're on field, <laughs> hanging out together, and we're just living... Yeah, we're going to just live here. This is, we're testing it out. We're just. Yeah, we'll be here until Saturday night, you know, we're, just we're, living in Audi field. We're it's just, great. look, thrilled to be here, quite frankly. And we're so happy to preview the NWSL championship with everyone. Talk about a little bit about the end of the, the year awards, because mm-hmm. everyone's been named, uh, you know, who was a finalist. The end of the w- year individual awards have been handed out. We have to preview Portland Thorns versus Kansas City. And we're so happy to have you here on Attacking Third. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines, the official airline of the National Women's Soccer League. Keep climbing. It's only Thursday. There's still time to get out here to D.C. Come. You need a flight? Look up with Delta. Definitely, because we'll be here. Uh, not only you can catch a Delta flight for the NWSL championship, but a live attacking third show because clearly we're in person. If you're joining us live on YouTube, we are at Audi Field together. If you're listening as a podcast, um, you've got to check out this YouTube because we're doing our very first in-person uh, live on YouTube. We are thrilled to be here. And we're also going live before the NWSL championship out front of Audi field from five 30 to six 30 PM during the fan fest. So come get your tickets to the championship. You can come join us for a live show. We have really incredible special guests lined up to join us to chit chat about the league, about the 10th year, about everything that has been so wonderful this year about Portland, about Kansas city. Um, it's crazy to think that we're actually at the championship because we're actually here. We're at out. Yeah. We're looking at Audi field right now. It's beautiful. It looks nice. I cannot wait to see thousands of people in the stands as, as part of this event. Uh, hopefully some of you will come through in the fan fest Stop by, come say hi to us. We would love to, to see you, interact with you uh, if you can. Um, but yeah, I just every day that like goes by, mm-hmm. like that we're here, I'm just kind of like, gosh, we're just like one step closer to this really big moment in the league. And maybe that's where we should start a little bit, Lisa, because that's, that's kind of like really been some of the energy mm-hmm. around this. And we did participate in media day today. So we, we got to have some conversations with both Kansas city current and Portland thorn players. And it really does feel like that. It just sort of feels like this is a bit of um, like yeah. a landmark moment, quite frankly, for, for the league. There's a lot of excitement um, around the fact that this is, this final is being hosted in D.C., right, our nation's capital, one of the biggest cities in the country, um, the fact that it's going to be at Audi Field, that there are uh, still tickets being sold, but there's not a ton left, quite frankly, spoiler alert. Uh, and, you know, primetime on CBS. That's what we're really excited about, too. So, like, getting to talk to these players in media day today, that's sort of the energy. It is like us. It's completely the energy because this is the very first NWSL championship that is on national television in prime time because it's on eight o'clock on CBS. um, And these players are so hyped for it, right? Like so many of them 
we got to talk to players from Kansas City and Portland today at the media day. And a lot of them were like, this is only my second time to D.C. or my third time to D.C. And neither Kansas City nor Portland have played at Audi Field this year. At both times when those teams traveled to play Washington, D.C. at away uh, against Washington Spirit, they, they were played at Segra. So they, the players for Kansas City and Portland got to come to Audi today, um, do a practice on Audi Field. So they were like, this, this stadium's really big. We're excited for it to be packed. Um, talking about the turf, talking about the grass that's out there, the locker rooms, because it's very different than Segra. And that's also gives that, that championship feel for these players, because not only are they playing in um, arguably the biggest games of their lives, but it feels like that. Right. It feels oh, yeah. momentous and huge for these players. And I and I love that, quite frankly. Like, look, I I love that there's an opportunity or for clubs, you know, and, and players on those rosters mm-hmm. throughout a whole year of NWSL for opportunities to win things, right? We we kicked off this 2022 season with a challenge cup. Uh we saw the shield winners, you know, in O Rain. They they won the league, you know, best most winning its record in 2022. And then there's this, which is like the Super Bowl of the NWSL to sort of uh, you know, find some type of comparison for for folks uh, in terms of the magnitude of of the event, right? So I love that that is a bit of the energy that we are uh, encountering and interacting with as we got here to the DC area. Um, You just never know. Like, no, like there isn't anyone out here that's like kind of combating that and being like, Oh, well, this is like fine. (laughs) Like that's not it at all. Like everyone's like, this is like really, really, really epic. And and I'm loving what we're seeing. There's so, so much cool stuff uh, around it. Uh, I was talking to Becky Sarbron and she was like, I've been to an NWSL championship final before. For people who don't know, Becky Sarban is already a two-time champion yep. in this league with the former FC Kansas City current. And she was like, it's so crazy. Like to get like she was like, I was at my hotel and there's like lobby furniture with yeah. NWSL pillows and branding. And it's just like it's so cool to hear from someone like her. Mm-hmm who has not just, you know, been a part of this league for a very long time, but has played in multiple women's professional leagues and sort of see the transgression of a big event, like a, a championship final going from, you know, from one place on the spectrum to, to now. So it was really, really exciting to be able to, to participate uh, in that today. And these are all the moments I notice when it's like, these are like the good energy kind of moments, yeah. right? But every day that goes by, it's a little bit closer to that NW, NWSL championship final, which means someone's going home a winner and someone's going home a loser. Someone's going home with a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Someone's going home with a lot of disappointment. We've got two teams left, Lisa. Portland Thorns, second place Portland Thorns are going to face off against fifth place Kansas City current for an opportunity to be crowned champion and lift that NWSL championship trophy. Let's break it down team to team. I like that. I think that's exactly how we should do it because we are looking at two very different teams between Kansas City and Portland um, because Portland is, is powerhouse of the NWSL. They've been to the championship four times, the most of any other team. They have won it twice. They've been in the final a number of times. They're on six straight years, just making the postseason. This is a, a Portland team and a Portland club, frankly, that everyone expected to get here. Um, it, if they don't make it to the final, it's almost like 
that they failed the expectations of a lot of fans of the club of themselves. And meanwhile, you look at this Kansas City current side who one year ago finished dead last in the league and has turned it around in just their second season, making it to the NWSL championship. It's it's almost like a Cinderella story, which is so cheesy to say, but it really is it, from almost like rags to riches in yeah. how they turned the year around. And, and they're just like vastly different stories of how these teams have gotten here. No, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Is there's like a little bit of a, uh, Oh, from worst to first mm-hmm. kind yeah. of synergy out of Kansas city right now. Again, talking to some of those players as well. They're, they're saying a lot of the times uh, throughout that media day today that they were really sort of been taking it match by match when it, especially mm-hmm. when it's come to the postseason, because they've had a long journey here. Unlike uh, the thorns who have, you know, had that, at bye week as a second place team, fifth place Kansas City had to go through a quarterfinal, had to go through a semifinal, and now they're going to actually be able to participate in this championship final. But let's stick with Portland Thorns if we're going to go by seating here. Mm-hmm. Portland Thorns, I think you already like set the table, Lisa. They have uh, been here before. Yeah. In this moment, this is not a moment that they're unfamiliar with. But when we're looking at maybe sort of narrowing it down to the roster, there's a ton of players on this Portland Thorns team that are going to go through this experience for the first time. And we absolutely have to shine a light on the league's 2022 NWSL MVP, Sophia Smith, who was awarded the MVP today at Media Day. And that is one of those players who's going to be participating Mm -hmm. in her first ever NWSL championship final. Not only is she breaking Portland records, scoring 14 goals in one season at 22 years old, she's also the youngest player to ever win the NWSL MVP. Um, And she couldn't be more humble about it, right? She was also named to the NWSL best 11. And and, uh, after the players got their awards today at media day, they, they were chanting like speech, speech, speech. (laughs) And so Sophia basically just gave it all back to her teammates, which is says a lot about the character of her um, and and how she is as a person and as a player and as a teammate saying, I can't be here without every single person on my team and, and they are the reason I'm here. And I think that is really, really so telling because it's really hard to score goals and to score 14 in one season. She was just one goal behind Alex Morgan, golden boot winner at 15 goals. Um, and, and she's doing it internationally as yeah. well for, for the United States this year. But the fact that, she does it so consistently throughout all of the matches for Portland. Um, and it, she had four braces this year, which ties the league lead in, in braces in one season. Um, and she still has one more chance to show off her skills and show off what she came to do. Because speaking with so many of the Portland players today, um, they're so laser focused. Yeah. They are so laser focused, wanting to come into this game and and do it. And Sophia Smith is one of those players that is incredibly focused for this championship. I think for me with Sophia Smith, it's like, yes, it's like the goals that that came for her this year, 14 goals. But it's 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 the way in which she got these goals and scored these goals for me, quite frankly. I love this sort of fearless tenacity from Sophia Smith, when we've been, we've been watching her week in, week out during the regular season and sort of having that confidence on the ball, taking on defenders. We've seen it 1v1, 2v1. There was a goal against North yeah. Carolina uh, that she assisted on that was actually where she drew like seven defenders, you know, so it, it, it's just there's a ton of great highlights for this player. 
uh, over 2022. And for me, that's what it's about. We saw all of these, like a ton of them, the, the 14 goals, 12 of them were inside of the box yeah. from Sophia Smith. And you're just like, you have to have that type of skill and confidence to just constantly want to take on defenders and, in this league. And most of the goals that she scores in the box, it's not like she gets a pass and she's standing at the top of the stick. She starts from outside the oh, box yeah. and she's dribbles going, going. into the box, getting past defenders. It, it's That's what's also amazing. Um, going back and watching the highlight reel of Smith's goals this year because they're there's tough angles. They're really tight. They're with three defenders around her. They're last second getting off the foot and she's still able to slot them away. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, And it's also just so impressive to see it like at that age, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is a player who you know, made the decision to go pro or left college yeah. early, you know, really good program with, with Stanford. Um, we hear so many players coming out of that program who are in this league right now. Right. But uh, making that decision at a young age and kind of having a little bit of your pro career, not maybe necessarily get that start that you wanted. I mean, we're talking about 2020 peak pandemic league shuts up only having a challenge cup. Right. And kind of building in to, uh, you know, into this form that, that we sort of saw, you know, kind of break out in, in 2022. And, and yes, she's, she's doing it for club. And you mentioned how she's doing it for country as well. But I love that we can sort of speak about a player like Sophia Smith with the same enthusiasm, whether it is for club or for country. Uh, And listen, I'm not trying to tip my hat or anything or or beret in this case, but, (laughs) you know. I have to look, maybe it's an obvious choice, but in terms of players to watch or to look, having you know, to look for to have an impact in this game, I'm absolutely going with yeah. Sophia Smith in this one. I think if you're looking, if we're looking at the transgression for for uh, for Portland coming out of that semifinal and into this championship final, Sophia Smith again had a game where she was everywhere and was doing so much on and off the ball, except the goal didn't come in that yeah. semifinal uh, for for her. So I'm looking to maybe see if. Big player is going to have another big game. Oh, are you putting a goal on Sophia Smith? I want to see a Sophia Smith goal. All right. I'm here for it. I would love to see it, especially after being named at VP uh, just a few days before and and doing the ceremony. Like there's a lot of pomp and circumstance around it. And I think that can really jazz up a player like that. I mean, Smith is a player to watch for this game. Um, I think looking at how Portland's going to line up in Ray and Wilkinson, um, especially against a Kansas city side that Kansas city playing three in the back most recently and Ray and Wilkinson switching between a three back and a four back. I am very curious to see what she's going to go with because Kansas city's front runners are very fast. So does that change and give her a a four back, um, which is, is what they just played most recently, or is she going to stick with, go back to a three back, which is how this team has played a lot of this year. And then how does that ripple effect up to Sophia Smith? Because in the semifinal for Portland against San Diego, we saw Christine Sinclair not start. She came in towards the end of the game. Uh, I expect that to happen again in this match. I do um, just kind of based on how the team played in that match and how things kind of uh, played out. I, I don't expect Crystal Dunn to start either. Uh, even though she got the game-winning goal against San Diego. I expect her to come off the bench, maybe even a little bit earlier than we saw in the last match for Portland against San Diego, but um, I don't expect her to start coming off the bench. And I think knowing that you still have those 
heavy hitters in Dunn and Sinclair sitting on your bench that are going to come in at some point in this game, uh, I think it kind of fires up that first wave of players. And I think it, it gives you that assurance that, all right, let's get one, but they're going to come in and probably get some more, but let's get a few to start and make it a little easier for them. No, I'm with you hundred percent. I think for me, even going into that semifinal and even after it now, more than ever, after having mm-hmm. a semifinal win to look at for the Portland Thorns going into this championship final, we're talking about that a little bit with, with coach Wilkinson and the different formations that she has sort of challenged, mm-hmm. uh, has challenged her, her roster with and how they have excelled in that mm-hmm. quite frankly. And that for, for me with Portland sort of having that title of, of, of deepest bench in, in the league. And the fact that we have a semifinal that we can point at and say, Hey, you had Crystal Dunn and Christine Sinclair as two players who were able to come off of that bench. That is, that's a madness, yep. quite frankly, um, to sort of have going into a championship final. So I'm with you. I would imagine that come, uh, you know, Saturday, uh, probably wouldn't be too surprising if we see something similar. Maybe that was a little bit of, of just a window for first-year Thorns head coach Wilkinson to sort of let folks know, like, hey, this is probably how we're going to be rolling right. out for the duration of this um, this postseason if we make it to the final. I I think it is, honestly, because why, why fix something that's not broken? And the lineup that she rolled out with before, it – worked really well. Right. I mean, when you look back to that San Diego game, um, yes, the wave scored first, right. Like opening eight minutes or so, uh, but Portland responded in the 20th minute. And I think that quick response, um, we heard from the players that there was no disappointment after that San Diego opening goals. It was almost like more motivation. It wasn't like, let's get down. We're going to curl inside of our heads or inside of ourselves heads down, it was the opposite effect on this team. So I think the way that the the starting group responded after going down a goal also influences yeah, yeah. the starting lineup coming into this match because um, when you look at this Kansas City side, they've scored in the opening five minutes in both of their playoff matches so far. So the first 10 minutes of this match Thanks. is so crucial. And you, you want to put out a team. Wilkinson wants to put out a, a starting 11 that understands like, that how crucial these opening minutes are. And if a goal happens, how do you respond to that? And and we learned a lot against the San Diego game. All right. So we're talking a lot about uh, the the bench, right? And Mm -hmm. and the overall roster now. And, you know, maybe that's an obvious pick to say, hey, I I want Sophia Smith to be that player that has, you know, the impact in the match. But for you, when you're looking at what could, you know, potentially be a starting 11 in this championship final, is there uh, a Portland Thorns player that you want to see have an impact? Is it, is it Sophia Smith? Is it a different player? Um, I definitely want to see Sophia Smith have an impact. I think she has to in this type of game. But I I also think a player like Bella Bigsby is really huge for this team in goal because um, this is a, a team that Portland can play many different ways when the ball gets back to Bigsby and she has it at her hands. Is she going to go quick? Is she going to look to move in transition? Play a little bit of that Casey game that goes so fast and that moves really quickly. Or is Bigsby the one that's is, is going to look to find feet of the defenders around her and look to play out and build up because we know that Portland can do both of those. And it's up to Bigsby to understand the flow of the game and to dictate that tempo. So it, it's, I'm going to bookend it with Bigsby and Smith, they both have to have huge games coming into this and, and understanding how to control the game. And we've seen Bigsby do it, right? We, we know that she can do it, but now it's a matter of execution in the biggest game. I love that. 
I love that you're going to mm-hmm. bookend it. You want to, yes, Sophia Smith, right? Again, that obvious choice. But I think Bixby, Bixby is another, is a good one uh, as well. I think it's important to sort of have those two pieces. I think when you're going into this type of, of game, this of this magnitude, that, yeah, the goalkeeper is probably another, another player that you're going to want to have to have a big, big match. Love talking about Thorns with you, but we have a whole other team that we have to take a deep dive on, and we're going to do that. We're going to chat all about Kansas City Current and how they look going into the championship final right after a quick break. At Attacking Third on CBS Sports, we are committed to bringing you the best of the best from around the National Women's Soccer League. And we couldn't do that without being able to travel and get the stories that you all enjoy. But the best stories aren't the ones we tell you. They're the ones you live. Meeting people in person, facing challenges, face-to-face, getting out of your hometown and out of your comfort zone. Delta knows how important it is to see a different point of view from a different point of view. So for those who want their own story to tell, Delta Airlines has a world full of places to start. Delta Airlines, official airline of the National Women's Soccer League. People, get your tickets. And come through to D.C. and see me and Lisa. And listen, if you're looking for a last minute flight, you should probably check out Delta. Link up with Delta (laughs) and check them out and see, hey, I can maybe make this happen for myself. Because you're not going to want to miss this championship. It's just there's too much on the line. We've got first year head coaches, Rian Wilkinson, Matt Potter, both first year in the league, made it to the championship. We've got someone like Christine Sinclair and A.D. French, players that have played in the very first NWSL championship back in 2013. They were on opposing teams that year as well, um, and now they get to do it again. There's just a lot around this game that you want to get here for. Oh, and you can see us live before the game we're gonna be there we're (laughs) gonna be there too but you know we're 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 gonna be off the pitch not on the pitch but i love that though i love that there's like these moments and areas of overlap Mm -hmm. right in terms of the history heading into this final you're bringing up sarabon bringing up france i mean my goodness talking about kansas city we said we're going to talk about this club when we came back from the break but this is one of those two right kansas city current a team that is just in its second year of existence as a franchise they they came through in 2021 went through that season as kansas city nwsl they didn't have perhaps maybe as big of a, of a lead up into uh, the introduction of, of NWSL as perhaps mm-hmm. maybe these two California teams in San Diego wave and um, angel city FC. And because of that, they kind of had to to navigate that first season with a lot of placeholders. Yeah. You know, so they had temporary name, temporary crest. They had kind of obviously settled out on the colors. But you know what? It was I think we it's it's not going to be fair to talk about this Kansas City current team in 2022 without maybe going back just a little bit and talking about that second half of the 20. 21 season for them and it it was an interesting time right they Mm -hmm. were they were in last place throughout the duration of that inaugural season closed out in last place but this team started to to look a little different pick up a little bit of different results do do you remember what we called them spoilers right yeah and and the wrecking ball they were the they were the wrecking balls they were they were out there uh they were they were out there Mm -hmm. uh you know playing spoiler and 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 wrecking up some dreams for the for the postseason for for some teams out there quite frankly and uh you know they made some mid-season moves and 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 talked about 80 french a little bit already and we're going to keep talking about her quite frankly because she's had a you know what's really like an envy 
MVP caliber type of year for this club at the goalkeeper position for the current. Um, and I'm just, a, it's just really a unique situation and opportunity that this team, I think, finds themselves in because they, despite playing spoiler, going on a little bit of a undefeated streak at home, mm-hmm. right? They made that a very tough place to play. It was, uh, they were playing their games at a, minor league baseball yeah. facility at one point. And here they are in 2022 out in, in this incredible run for this team. And you can't help, but, but, you know, take a look at some of the things that, that the franchise has been putting in place for this roster and try to connect the dots and say, Hey, like they are clearly thriving. Oh, moving forward and beyond. Uh, yes. They talking to some of these players today, even saying like, who anticipate like it's always your goal to get to this game, but who can ever anticipate the storyline of going from like last to, to possibly lifting that that trophy? And we could potentially see it on Saturday. I know that's the craziest thing to think about. And and I love that we're reflecting on the end of 2021 because that's where this this story really starts for Kansas City and all of the changes that they implemented. And even you look at this year throughout 2022, um, they Kansas City owners built a the very first female soccer facility in the country for these players and for Kansas City. And that opened right around the end of June where they were able to get in there and really utilize everything that it has to offer. What happened next? The team went on a 13 unbeaten streak. It it just goes to show that the the work you put in off the pitch and the dedication you have to these players and to clubs and everything that these players have and that they're fighting for is directly relates to how they do on the pitch. And even today talking with Portland at media and, and all the different players, they're just so happy to be here and they're so happy to be around their teammates all the time. And there's this, uh, air of sisterhood amongst all those players and even asking head coach Matt Potter about it. And he was like, Oh yeah, they're, they're a rowdy group. Like they get together, like they know not not rowdy in a bad way, but he was like, they're, they have each other's backs like day in and day out. And we wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case with this team. And it's, it's just incredibly positive all around Kansas city at this point. You know, I got the opportunity at that media day to, to chat a little bit with um with Cassie Miller. So mm-hmm. back up to to Adriana French has had to slot in at times during this season in French's place. And you know what? She was in a, a position last year with Chicago Red mm-hmm. Stars as a starting goalkeeper. Currently has the record, I believe, for most saves in a championship uh, yeah. final because of starting that, uh, that 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 final with the Red Stars in 2021 against the Spirit. But uh, listening to her chat a little mm-hmm. bit, too, about this moment, echoing a lot of those similar sentiments, right? The, the whole concept of the, like really just taking it game by game in this postseason, having loose energy leading yeah. up into this game. But it was cool to chat with her talking about representing uh, Kansas City Current in this final, representing a Midwest team mm-hmm. in this final, uh, going into this postseason, how there were so many Western-affiliated yeah. teams, right? Oh, rain out of Seattle, Portland out of Portland, obviously, San Diego Wave, and Kansas City Current is the last of the non-Western teams, but representing a Midwest team, uh, it's very, very exciting time. And I just sort of looking at and talking to all these different players, I think it's important to, to know that there is a lot of that commonality mm-hmm. and 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 the verbiage coming from, from all of them is echoing on the same 
uh, points in, in similar uh, threads. And so that's how you sort of could tell that a team is like pretty united and on the yeah. same page going into such a big game, quite frankly. But while we're talking about these two respective clubs going into this final, chatting a little bit about Portland and their depth a little bit, I think with uh, in terms of X, X factors and things that we can maybe point to and grab out for Kansas City, maybe it's a little bit of that unexpected storyline, right? That little Cinderella storyline that you're talking about. There's something about the energy around a team who are finding themselves with those storylines in this big, big moment. There's a little bit of unpredictability when you're going up against the team with nothing to lose. I agree completely. It's, it's daunting, frankly, to be that team. But when you look at, the road that Kansas city has taken most recently, right. Throughout the playoffs, I think we learned a lot about them, right? We learned about Portland throughout their playoff round, but with Kansas city, they're a team that traveled to Houston and had to play against the Houston dash. And they were able to finish that game in regulation at the very end of, of regulation play. And then this Kansas city side traveling to Seattle, going up against the shield winners, getting a shutout, what was it? 37 defensive clearances for this team at like insanity for this, for this team. And I think going, getting two goals in that game, 37 clearances, like they can score. They, they scored four goals in two playoff games so far. So they're okay on the attacking end of things. Defensively, they've got AD in goal. They've got 37 clearances from the back line. Um, There's just a lot of positives to look at when you look at this Kansas City side. And I talked about bookending for Portland, uh, Sophia Smith and Bella Bigsby. I'm going down the spine for Kansas City because starting at the front with Kristen Hamilton, this is a veteran that has led this team since day one this year, especially because she has been taking new players under her wing, whether it's Elise Bennett, the rookie who's slotted in up top, or it's CeCe Kaiser getting traded in from Racing Global to this Kansas City side. It's been Hamilton that has led them. And it is Hamilton that needs to continue to do that throughout this championship because the, the high press starts from Hamilton and the nitty gritty goals come from Hamilton and the assists. And there's just a lot that Kristen Hamilton needs to do in this game to continue to roll through that. I think we're going to see Alex Luera back in the sixth, the defensive midfield, perhaps alongside Desi Scott. It's a big Portland midfield that Kansas City has to to match up against. And they did it against O.L. Reign, which maybe has a better midfield than Portland. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a type of argument there. Yeah, but opinions. when you, when you look opinions. at it, I think that... I think Alex Loera is a huge piece for this oh, Kansas yeah. City side as well, going straight down the spine underneath Hamilton with what she's been able to do, the attacking presence that Luera has built on this team. The fact that playing alongside Desi Scott, uh, it gives Luera the freedom to push higher up and be uh, more of an attacking threat for this Kansas City side while also being a huge defensive stop. And then A.D. French, that's who it comes down to at the end of the spine. Um, if she can have as big of a game as be as big of a leader as she was in that last all rain match. This, this team is going to be unstoppable heading into this final, but it's really hard to do back to back to have a defensively sound team just one week ago and then have to go and do it again against a powerhouse of Portland thorns, but it's those players, right? Hamilton, Luera, French, they're my heavy hitters in this game. I'm with you a hundred percent. Look, when we did our episode uh, discussing um, end of the year Mm -hmm. awards and nominees, right? You asked me, you're like, who's missing from these finalists? And I was like, 
Alex Loera is missing from these final, you know, it, you have a category like something like rookie of the year and it's um, limited to just three finalists. Right. Um, and it, it really speaks to the, the level of talent that we saw this year with a lot of first year players. Mm-hmm. But I, I had in a piece for, for CBSports.com, like Loera and, and Elise Bennett were kind of like yeah. dark horse contenders a little bit for, for me in this Kansas city team. I mean, and enough can't be really said about, about them, the two of them, quite frankly, and their performances, at least Bennett has definitely sort of been in this role and in an off the bench role for this team especially during their uh, second half of, mm-hmm. of the regular season. But I thought it was so incredibly telling in that semifinal when all of a the sudden they were presented with an in-game cir- uh, scenario where CC Kaiser had to come out, out of, for concussion protocol. And you saw that when Elise, Elise Bennett was checking in to sub in and came into this match, yeah. how absolutely locked in and ready she was to go there. You didn't see a dip in Kansas City's form in terms of what they were able to present to Owell Rain during this match. I mean, if she's someone who's going to come off the bench for this team, I think that that's a great opportunity for a rookie like her as well. But I'm with you. I think you have to maybe see somebody like Loretta in that defensive mini role. Hopefully we'll get to see it. Maybe it'll be a, a nice, a nice fun matchup for us to sort of circle like a coffee and, on one end and, and a Loretta on the other. Uh, but um I'm really looking at the formational things here between between these two teams and 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 what Matt Potter for Kansas City and Wilkinson for uh, for for Portland are going to present. Uh, It's going to be another one of those opportunities. We've been looking at certain coaching matchups throughout the postseason. And this is one of those that I know that we're both excited to see. Uh, These are two first-year coaches, and uh, it definitely might be a little bit of a game. Perhaps this one's going to be like a game of chess Chess, versus a lot of the end-to-end type of stuff that we've seen uh, during these uh, semifinals. But I'm I'm, I'm with you in terms of a player to look at, like you said, bookending in Hamilton. And I think you could maybe – go with any uh, of these uh, of these players quite quite frankly especially when you're looking at those goal scores mm-hmm. right we're talking 22 goals from from this Kansas City side and it's it's pretty even like they're sharing the right. wealth you've got Hamilton with seven you've got Kaiser with seven you've got Labonta with eight goals so the fact that there's this sort of very even yet also equally lethal type of attack for Kansas City I think you were 100% correct in going with Bixby as a player to have a big match. It's it's hard to defend against a team that has many threats up top, right? I mean, uh, when Portland has them too, right? But you're circling Sophia Smith. Like, she's the one that you really have to keep your eye on. And I think with Kansas City, it becomes a bit more dangerous. And that's why talking positionally, like, will we see Rian Wilkinson and Portland side go with, with four in the back? Because that way you can match up a little bit better and then you have a midfielder drop back or will it be a three and then you have the four dropping back centrally that's like those are like the great positions that I'm like interested to look at and kind of see how these things unfold throughout um you mentioned the coaching battle between Potter and Wilkinson and if it will be a bit of a chess match I think the chess match is happening this week, right? Like in watching the film and looking back at how these two teams have played most recently in September, coming to a one, one draw, um, Kansas city has never beaten Portland. And I think that is very interesting stat to look at coming into it because we know what Kansas city is good at, right? They're really good in transition. They are really good at 
being comfortable without the ball. We've saw that throughout this postseason against Houston, against OL Reign. Kansas City did not have majority of the possession, yet they were still able to capitalize on moments um, in, in opportunities where their opponents gave the ball up or had a sloppy pass. They jumped on it and they pushed it. So that's that's something that's very interesting because Portland likes to have the ball and likes to have possession. Will they try to lure Kansas City to sleep with that possession and with that build-up play? But they have to be careful because one wrong mistake and Kansas City is going to jam it down your throat and, and look to go fast and quick to goal. I mean, we're looking at even just recency, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at that semifinal, how quickly they got that go-ahead goal against OL Reign. Hamilton just reading it the whole way and in the right place at the right Mm -hmm. time, right? And pulling, uh, making the shot when she needed to to make the shot. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. I I feel like every hour, quite frankly, leading up to this championship final, I feel one way or the other, (laughs) Lisa. Whenever I'm like looking... At both of is these teams. Is this the time that we make predictions? Is that I think we're leaning into oh. predictions a little bit. I think we got a segue. I think we've kept the people here long enough. I think we got to start making picks. We've talked about both teams. We broke down, I think, some positives, right? And some windows of opportunity, I think, for, for both teams yeah. here when they're going up against each other. Uh, look. Been doing it all year. I got to put you on the spot. I know. I what, hate when you do this. Who Who are you going with? You ha- who's gonna be lifting that ridiculous <laughs> trophy? For the record, this is the hardest part of my job. Absolutely, uh, picking a winner. This one, uh, I don't know. I mean, like we're coming down to such small margins here. Like oh, there yeah. have definitely been weekends where I walk into games and I'm like, you know, this team's got it in the bag. They're gonna walk away with it. Yeah. Um, I think we have to look at like the past form and coming into these games. Uh, I think. Kansas City getting that 2-0 win over O.L. Reign gives them a little bit more of a lift than the Portland 2-1 win over um, San Diego. I think playing at a neutral field is actually really beneficial for both of these teams because yeah. Portland has never won a championship when they played at Providence Park. So this perhaps yeah. give Portland the upper hand because they are away. Um, I, I'm stalling here because I don't even know, Sandra. Like This is this is one that is incredibly difficult. I'm going to try to make it even harder for you, putting the pressure on you, buddy. Is there – let's talk about it. Let's have a little fun. I want to have fun is, with this. Is there a little bit of recency curse around the MVP award? We've yeah. seen yep. the MVP winners go to a championship final and exit yeah. those championship finals as part of the losing team. So we've seen, uh, I believe Lindsay, the year that Lindsay mm-hmm. Rand won the MVP, they did not, uh, the Portland Thorns did not lift the trophy. Then I believe when Sam Kerr won the MVP, mm-hmm. Chicago Red Stars did not lift the trophy. Uh, I believe when uh, Lynn Williams yeah, won uh, the MVP then. award, the North Carolina Courage did not win uh, the MVP trophy. Is that is that something that we should be talking about? Is there like, you know, do you believe in those type of superstitions or I are mean, you somewhere you're just like, yes, I believe in curses and they're meant to be broken. I do believe in curses and the superstitions 100%, but I think that they can be broken. Um, right. I, I'm, I think that if it were to be broken, it could be broken by a Sophia Smith because she'll get goals and she will contribute. And she is so ready and focused for this game that uh, if a curse is going to be broken, it's going to be done by Sophia Smith. That being said, I think Kansas City is going to win. All right. Talk to me a little bit about why. 
I think that this is a team that's riding that wave of Cinderella happiness right now. And that nothing's going to bring them down. Like this is, they're at the peak of their mountain where they are, they're happy they got here. They're very pleased with themselves that they have made it this far. Of course they want to win and they want the championship, but their, their ownership is really proud of them. Head coach Matt Potter is very proud of them. They are very proud of themselves. Whereas Portland, there's an expectation for this club to get to the final. There's an expectation for this club to win. So the pressure is on a little bit more and, and that's how diamonds are made under pressure. So I don't think it deters Portland by any means, but I think Kansas city will have a little bit more freedom playing in this match. And I think that we've seen Kansas city go against teams where they allow the other team to impose their game onto Kansas city. And then they can still strike with the quick counter attack with their ability to defend like crazy and get everything out of the box. Whereas a Portland team, they want to impose their game on someone. Um, do they strike early and fast? I think like first 10 minutes of this game are going to be so crucial yeah. because if Kansas city gets a goal in the opening 10 Ugh. minutes, it's game over. Not that Portland's going to give up, but it, that's what they, they scored two goals in the first five minutes in their last two it's playoff games. Like it's, it's a trend. It is, it's game over, but I, I'm still going with Portland in this one. Um, oh, well, you said Kansas City. I'm sorry, Kansas City. Oh. Um, yes. I'm, I'm like, no, are you switching? No, no, no. Did you talk I'm, yourself out I of it? I did not talk myself out of right. it. I'm still going with Kansas City. Sorry about that. Who knows? I'll ask you again tomorrow, tomorrow and it might be different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? Well, how about this? You're going Kansas City. Do you have maybe like a scoreline in mind? Uh, who are you picking? I got to go next. Okay. Okay. So, okay. We'll do score lines. Um, there's only been one game that has gone into overtime during this playoff. That's true. We have not seen penalty kicks. There's only been one game in the nine NWSL regular season ch- championships that has been determined by penalty kicks. I don't think this one is going to penalty kicks. Okay. All right. Regulation, extra time? Maybe extra time. All right. Maybe extra time, but not penalty kicks. Okay, fair enough. I'll give it to you. I listen. Who who love trauma, right? <laughs> We're just exposing ourselves. I mean, penalty kicks would be great because We're, these goalkeepers, holy cow, we'd be here all night. Look, I think but, if you're like a neutral going into this and you're yeah. just like here for the big, uh, the magnitude of the event, right? You're just like, oh yeah, let's let's just have the longest soccer game of all time, right? Um, I like your arguments. Mm-hmm. I I'm with you uh, on many of them. Look, I'm going into this with full heart, eyes wide open. There is nothing I would love to see more than a Midwestern team just lift that NWSL trophy one more time under a new banner Mm -hmm. of ownership in a new franchise with different roster, right? Everything about Kansas City has been so exciting to watch. Who doesn't love the the whole concept of worst of first storyline? And that is where I find my heart lying, but my soccer brain is fighting with me. And I'm going with the Portland Thorns in this game. I'm going with Portland Thorns as the winners in the NWSL championship final for so many of the reasons that we've already discussed on this episode. I'm with you. Uh, listen, maybe it's like the, the the little Mexican kid in me growing up and, <laughs> and, and being scared of certain stories and tales and, you know, whether it was Yorona or Chupacabra or what, but I too believe in the superstitions and the curses, but I also do believe that they are meant to be broken. So I'm with you on that. I'm, I love to hear you yeah. to, to say that as well. And I would love it to be Sophia Smith mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I just think, look, it, 
we're not shying away from that. It'd be irresponsible of us to, 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 to assume that like, um, that this, this season and even last season, that there were phases and stretches of the season that were incredibly difficult right. on these players with a lot of the news, a lot of different news and headlines around the league. Right. And, and Portland is, is one of these franchises that has found themselves sort of going through the struggles and challenges of those things. But you could see for these players, the unity and the care that they have and trust that they have with one another in each other. Yeah. And this moment that they're looking in front of them as an opportunity to sort of just not even just like lift, lift another trophy, but to have another like wonderful moment yeah. for and with each other. Um, so I am uh, yeah. absolutely, uh, I think there's a ton of, of pros and cons that you can go either way. Like I said, any other day, I don't blame you for almost saying like, Oh wait, is it no, Kansas no, I'm city sticking with Kansas city. I am sticking with Kansas city. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, uh, with Portland thorns, but listen, I, I think we're going to be in for a real treat. Me I think too. that no matter who comes out the winner in this one, there's going to be a lot to celebrate. So a regulation, extra time, overtime, you know what? PKs. What do you have? I want it. I want it to get. I want it to be nice and tidy. I want whoever <laughs> wins this championship final to have as much celebratory festivities as possible with each other. So let's just say they're going to wrap it up in regulation. Let's say maybe it'll be a combo of a chess match and an end to end. Yeah, match. So we're going to get a two one scoreline. Portland Thorns. Oh, I like two one. Um, I'm going two two heading into regulation. Or extra time. Yeah, okay. into extra time and end, end of regulation. Wow, it's been a long day. Okay. Um. Two, is someone two. getting the game winner? Well, yeah. I mean, it's but, like, but like, I don't know who. Um, I don't even know. It's too much. My it's a little too, too much. much right now. It's it's going to be a Kansas City player right. because I I picked them, but I think that I think we're going two two. Lots of goals in this one. Um, I think Smith will get a goal. Sophia okay. Smith, I do. And honestly. the Kansas City locks it up an extra time. Kansas City locks okay. it up. All right. All right. We'll see. This has been a blast. This is our preview episode. It's just a taste of what we got going on this week. Thank you all so much for joining us in the live and being here with us while we're live from Audi Field in the As very it's getting unique, dark out. <laughs> a unique room. And thank God we have this one little uh, light to, to guide us home, quite frankly. Thanks, everybody, for joining and listening to us today. To Make sure you download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us, too. Please subscribe on YouTube to get alerts whenever we go live. So if you're heading to the NWSL Championship Final in D.C., make sure you hit up the live attacking third show at 5.30 p.m. during FanFest outside of Audi Field. Lisa and I will be back with a live post-game recap from Audi Field on Saturday night to talk about whoever is the NWSL champion. For Sandra Rita and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Service.